Hello, and thank you for joining us again on Into the Prey. We've got a quick favour to ask you guys before listening to this week's episode. We want to ask you to go ahead to rate and review Into the Prey so that we can lift the level of what we're doing further. Visibility in the podcast charts would help with that massively. It would also help to address the imbalance where folk can often be very specific and more than willing to leave reviews or so-called reviews when they're not happy with what we're doing. So there are, we believe, a vast majority of you who are happy and appreciative and grateful it would be very good to convert that into rates and reviews that give us a more reflective presence in the podcast chart. So if you go ahead and do that, we've also got a new Patreon page. If you want to become one of our patrons, stroke supporters, please do follow that link, look at the information and consider doing that as well. Thanks again for listening and please do feel free to use the contact page to drop us a line with any questions, thoughts or reflections. The devil wants that. On the one half is the blessing camp and on the other half is the repent camp. That's what the devil wants, okay? And that is what's happening. But actually, it comes back to this misunderstanding of what it means to, to know and worship and love a good God. Is that the blessing is the repentance. God, for all intents and purposes, needn't be there. And we need to recapture a sense of the godness of God the greatness of God, the majesty of God. Hello everybody and welcome to this episode. (laughs) It's the kind of day that we've had. Hello everybody and welcome to this episode of Into the Prey. This is a Friday session. This is where the podcast Into the Prey began in March 2020. Was Was it only then? Yeah. Feels like we've been doing this for five years. Um, this is our Friday session and we we haven't done this for a while and we really should do it a bit more often. Just having a little chat with a cup of tea. I'm not doing that for effect. I just, I don't want it to get cold. It's at its, it's, at it's optimum temperature now. Well, um... What what we do? What we thought we'd do something different today, didn't we? Yeah, we did. We thought we'd do something a less. A, oh, I can't even speak today. A little less. Uh, what's the word? Structured. Yeah. Well, we do a lot of conversations on Wednesdays about quite intense subjects, and we're not dodging intensity because for me to live as Christ and to die as gain is is about as intense as it comes as it gets, but equally it'd be good to do something. What we're going to do today is we're going to pretend we're on a first date and ask each other the 10 perfect questions that you would ask if you're on a first date. And obviously the intention is just for a bit of fun, a bit of lighthearted end of week mm-hmm. um, banter, but that you might get to know us a little bit through as well and we might get to know each other yeah. a bit as well. <laughs> Um, but before we do that, let's just quickly think. Let's just let's just think off the top of our heads. Over the last six months, and all of this is completely unscripted. Mary's just got back from work. I've just had a bit of a nightmare morning with technical problems and so on. So we've not had a, a chance to discuss. What are the main things that are going on at the minute? In I suppose in the rest of the podcasts that it's a reflection of the of the world, stroke of the church, and therefore that something more lighthearted this afternoon would be a nice tonic for. But so what are the, what have been just the high, I don't mean for us to discuss any of them, just kind of bullet points. 
So we have been, on Wednesdays, we've been talking with Dave. We're continuing to talk about fertility issues, but we've kind of gone a little bit deeper into um, talking about God and some other doctrinal stuff that we're looking at at the moment, which has been good. We've also had a little, a few sessions on transgenderism as well, mm-hmm. which is obviously a massive topic. Um we have had quite a lot of guests on. The Catholic stuff as well has, has been, yeah, a, has that's been a big been, feature. Yeah, so with Gavin Ashenden, um, just you did a really good conversation with him about that. So if you haven't actually watched that one, it's on YouTube and would definitely be worth listening to. Just a really interesting conversation. And what else? Have we, and your sessions on Sunday, those have been going on. We're still in... The book of First Corinthians, talking through the present continuous spirit, which is excellent, and yeah, I think. Yeah, it was just it was, I was just thinking of these big, big things like the Catholic thing. That's a big current thing. Um, again, just heard yesterday of somebody I know who's, uh, I don't know even what it means to say you've converted to Catholicism, but that's you know just we're hearing it, and um, we watched this film a couple of nights ago called Paul the Apostle of Christ. That also raises questions, doesn't it? And mm-hmm. I t- touched on that in a blog article. If you're interested, you can just go to the blog and find that in terms of some thoughts. But anyway, it's it's fair to say, isn't it? That, that I mean, you you could take the the view that as a Christian, you're just going to put, kind of put your head in the sand and hope for the best, and maybe focus your time and energy on other things. But I'm not sure that that's wise. Let alone. Um, possible Hmm. so it's yeah and sitting down and talking about these things as we do every week it's it's not it's not like it's not like the kind of conversation we would necessarily have on a first date um although maybe we did i can't i can't (laughs) can't remember what we talked about in march 2012 gosh that's nearly 10 years ago i know However, anyway, so there's, there's stuff going on, and um, let's let's look at these questions. And so, for a bit of fun, the I don't know, maybe it's maybe some of you listening uh, have got a first date coming up, or you've just had one and it <laughs> went terribly, or maybe you're onto your second date. Um, right then, um, I'm not sure that the ma- these matter. So the top the top ten questions to ask on a first date. Tell us some something that you enjoy that maybe people won't know that you enjoy. Um, what are some random fun facts about you? What's something you want to learn or wish you were better at? Would you rather take all your clothes off and run into the sea or run half a marathon? That, that type of thing. Would you rather, so we can make some of those up. Do you know any good jokes? Um, I used to know some good jokes, but whether or not I don't. Anyway, number six, What what's something that bugs you? And talk about that at length. <laughs> yeah. Number seven, what's the most embarrassing thing you can remember that's ever happened to you? Number eight, what's your favourite place on earth? Number nine, who are the special people in your life? Number ten, what's something you're proud of? So um, we could make this even more interesting by answering them for each other. Although that might, oh, no. <laughs> that, that might not work. <laughs> I think that's overcomplicating. You want to go for Right, I'll ask you first. So... Uh, first question, something that you are good at or enjoy? Well, <laughs> it's subjective, isn't it, in a way? No, I, I, I was 
Obje- ob- <laughs> so, subjectively talking about how good at football you are. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, objectively, I was a very good footballer. <laughs> Wait, and the irony of that is that you never saw me play football because I had to retire from from an injury. But my yeah, I was I was a half decent semi professional footballer at one point, which didn't really mean much except I just got free physiotherapy. I wasn't paid. <laughs> what about you? Um, something that I'm good at. Um, I've been quite good at learning languages. I guess I was always... That's an easy answer. You're a French teacher. Well, I know, but that's still... Does that not count? Not really. Oh, okay. Um, this is harder than it sounds. You, horse, you used to ride horses, Oh, I did you? used to do horse riding. I did used to be good at that. I haven't done it in years, though, so we'll go with that. But that's still a good one. Because most people couldn't just get onto a horse and, and gallop. No, that is true. But, you, not... <laughs> but, but you can. Yeah. So well. there you go. <laughs> okay, so number two, what are some fun, ra- some random fun facts about you? Uh, well, again, subjective sense of whether these are fun or not. Um, I've got metal in my leg. I broke my ankle, something called a trimalleolar fracture when I was 14. So I've still got muscle in there, I think. Or did I have it taken out? I in can't your remember. Leg? In my ankle, yeah. In you still got that in your ankle? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Don't know if that's fun or random. Well, maybe we could do random stroke fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Any others? Um I'm trying to think of some examples. I, I find it's quite hard, isn't it? Well, some of these aren't hard. I can talk all day on some of them. Like when we come to the bits that <laughs> what annoys you? What annoys me? <laughs> <laughs> um, I used to I used to work for the NHS in uh, an obesity prevention team, and um, I used to work before that when I was at university. I used to work at a kind of celebrity gym on the banks of the the Thames in London and um, met quite a few celebrities. Um, sorry, I'm just, I'm revising my story as I'm speaking because actually it's probably not appropriate to tell you what, what I was going to say, but um, it was quite funny bumping into Lawrence Delalio, who, who was a former, former captain of England's uh, rugby team. Nice. Um, Richard Bacon during the time of his uh, misdemeanors with Blue Peter, as a Blue Peter presenter, he was there. Davina McCall was there. Sir Trevor McDonald was there. Tim Henman was there, actually. It was a tennis gym. Tim Henman used to... Uh... Oh, sorry, another random fact. It was I used to work at the Stella Artois Tennis Championships in London and actually met another bunch of people, including probably one of the best lawn tennis players that ever existed, Pete Sampras and his wife, um, Bridget. don't know if they're still married. Probably not. Hopefully they are. Anyway, that's enough for me. What about you? Um, fun facts, random facts. Um, trying to think. I partly grew up in Dubai when we were younger. My dad was in the RAF. That's interesting. So we lived, we were very fortunate to live a few years in Dubai as as a sort of child teenager, um, which was as fun and as exciting as it sounds especially for the 90s because nobody lived abroad then it was quite mm. unusual so we had a very privileged upgrowing I, I guess getting to to do all kinds of so I, we got to do loads of fun stuff when we lived there so I guess that would be a random fact yeah and just to clarify I was aware of that I did know that <laughs> next question 
Um, what is something that you would like to learn or wish you were better at? Um, I'd like to learn, I'd like to speak German. Wie gehen Sie ja? Ich kann nicht lernen, es weil es zu langweilig ist. That's my one of the my o- your only German sentence. Uh, um, I've got other, <laughs> I've got other German sentences in my head. Just memories from being at school, stupid things at school. Boys from um, boys remember m- yeah. memorizing German. But yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to learn German for some reason. Well, that's a good one. Um, what about you? No, you can't go to the next one until you answer oh, that. Okay, what would I like to do? Um, learn to bake. <laughs> Oh, it's so bad, isn't it? It really is bad. I would like to be good at baking. If you were good at baking, I'd be fat, though. True. Uh, Yeah, probably my baking standards are about 50-50, aren't they? When it works, it's good, but when it doesn't, it's really bad. Is there anything that you genuinely like? Genuinely? um, I guess I'm trying to do it just now. I'd like to get better at sewing. I don't know how to sew, and I've been trying to... Mm learn how to do that so that would be a genuine something i would like to be better at question four or would would you rather Mm. do we have to make these up let's just skip over that because because you need to be here yeah you'd have to think about it in advance but 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 the the joking one i gave a minute ago about you know going getting in the sea um or running half a marathon um i've got no problem in jumping in cold water well, see, that would be an easy one because you'd pick the sea because although the duration... Well, I couldn't run a half marathon at the minute anyway, so I would have to jump have in the sea. But the point is I wouldn't... Uh, we did a couple of ju- bridge jumps in Dartmoor in Devon back in the day and the River Dart in, in Devon is absolutely... Fresh water is absolutely freezing. Colder than the sea type mm, thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, yeah, <laughs> you feel you feel good after it. Um, what is, okay, this is the good one. What is something that annoys you? First thing that comes to mind is Christians who say, um, stay blessed. (laughs) Yeah, that that one definitely annoys you. (laughs) Oh, the other one I know, super. Oh yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a big one. The you have you have permission to punch me squarely in the face if you ever hear me <laughs> using the word super in any other connection other than it's super <laughs> su- superman a supernova or I don't know a car that has a model name super you know something you know, but the, the 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 sacrilege the abuse of the English language it's shocking I don't mind teenagers saying so super cool but when i hear somebody who's in like their mid 40s or mid 30s describing things like that, i just no mm. just stop stop messing stop ruin stop <laughs> stop it stop stop messing the english language up you know in fact i'd seen a book we were in waterstones quite recently and someone's written a book on that i wish i could remember who it was the author or the title but it was a book about just that about the way that the english language um, disintegrates has has just been sac- you know it's just been it's just been smashed through I don't know you're the you're the linguist so you should be able to articulate exactly what what that is um, sociolinguistic convergence I think it is called or sociolinguistic divergence but when you start talking more like people that you're speaking to, to or less like them deliberately like accents and stuff yeah that must mm-hmm. that must also be true on a a larger scale 
Yeah, it's probably not called the same thing, but But, it certainly happens. But also on that, words that come into the Latin, isn't it funny how that happens? You know, and occasionally, I don't know how often, words are actually added to the dictionary. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Weird. But anyway, that's one of my pet hates. Also crumbs on surfaces uh, or or on the floor. That that annoys me. Um, People being late. Mm Mm-hmm. The kitchen being just generally untidy. I feel like my life is in control if I've got the kitchen tidy. Yeah, and, and a bugbear as well is like, uh, I know we could maybe do a whole podcast <laughs> on this, <laughs> is um, inconsideration in public spaces. So, for example, a house behind us who th- occasionally throw parties till about 4am, <gasps> which I, th- I know for a fact um, doesn't disturb our sleep because we sleep at the front of the house, but I know for a fact upsets a lot of mm-hmm. houses. Mm-hmm. Um so that kind of yeah. that kind of nonsense. People who don't wear headphones in public and think it's okay to play loud music or videos on oh, public yeah. spaces, I yeah. find that so annoying. Yeah. Like that's why they invented headphones. Yeah. I remember once being on a bus from Paynton to Torquay in Devon where I used to live and there was a there was a lad on the bus and he must have been I think he must have had some kind of special needs. Um but he played that Brian Adams song. Back in the summer of sixty nine. You know the one, was it that one? That one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Played till my fingers bled. Yeah, the, was that the one off the um, Robin Hood Prince of Thieves? Yeah. Yeah, anyway, he played that on loop. No, that wasn't the Robin Hood one. Oh, the Robin Hood one then. Uh, oh, what, that was, no, that I'm was confusing, more of like a... I'm confusing Brian Adams songs, but anyway, it was a Brian Adams song for a fact, and this kid played it out loud, con- <laughs> like, repeatedly... <laughs> So and it was on. It was out loud. This is before oh, the de- no. this is before the, the the kind of you know people weren't on smartphones, but he must have had some kind of speaker. And he, and I just remember people on the bus just like raging. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> by the by, about the fifth time, it was just you know, talk about your fingers bleeding. They wanted to just anyway. Yeah. Um. Number six. Yeah. Number seven. Next question. Um. Something embarrassing. Well, you go. go okay. Um, I oh, I ha- this is this was embarrassing. When I moved to Nice after university, actually, there's loads of embarrassing things from living abroad. It's just like an endless cycle of doing embarrassing things. But when I'd first arrived there, I stayed in a youth hostel, <laughs> and in France, they have this system with light switches. Have I told you the story? I think I must have done. Where. In France, they're on a timer, so you press it, and then it's like a little pressy switch that bounces back, and then it goes off after a period of time. Anyway, so the light doesn't stay on. So I'd gone to bed one night in this youth hostel and needed to get up to go to the toilet during the night. So I had gone out into the corridor and pressed what I thought was the light switch really hard, and then realised that the light wasn't coming on, so pushed it even harder, and... Then the fire alarm went off and then I realised once I did manage to get the light on, I'd actually set the fire alarm off by accident because it was like a square shape. (laughs) No, this was not just like a small youth hostel. This was like a huge youth hostel with like 100 people staying in it. So they had to empty the whole (laughs) youth hostel. No, you've never told me that. (laughs) Well, like four or five fire engines appeared oh it was just awful and I had to go down I'd run down and told the girl the thing that it was me that had set it off hoping that she could cancel the fire engines but she couldn't <laughs> anyway that was so you basically woke everybody up and I, yeah it was probably about one in the morning 
Um, and oh, everyone, dear. it was really bad. Yeah, that's a class. I don't know how you've never told me that. Well, I can I can understand why you've never told me that. Um, that's an embarrassing enough story for both of us, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, probably. Okay, what is your favorite place on earth? Um, one of my favorite. Well, there's lots of places. I mean, I, 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 there's a place in Devon where I grew up on Dartmoor. I, I can remember going there quite a few times just for a bit of solace. But one of the best places I've ever visited was Alcatraz, without doubt, in San Francisco. Mm. My brother and I at the time were kind of Sean Connery, the Rock geeks. And um, we went. We managed to get into. We went on a, a tour. In fact, we were so geeky. We went. We went to do the tour two days in a row. And on the second day, we bumped into an off-duty ranger who was. I don't know what what she was doing on the other side of the island, not on duty. And we bumped into her and just got chatting. And I think she probably liked our English accents, that kind of thing. <laughs> and um, offered to take us to the out of you know off off limits areas that had been closed on Alcatraz because of vandal- people had vandalised it and that kind of stuff. So we got taken up into these, like it was basically a private tour of mm-hmm. all the scenes that were on the rock film with Sean Connery and Nicolas Cage. That, that, so that that was amazing, yeah. It's, it's not probably not the most favourite, mo- yeah. A pro- good moment. It's a good yeah. moment, not the best place <laughs> on earth. I don't know where's my favourite place on earth. It's a hard question. When I think of this, I immediately think of the beach at, in Lossie where we lived growing up. Mm. And I guess just because I'd spent so much time there, the West Beach of the Lighthouse, that one, and I just, I walked on it, I don't know, thousands of times, so I Mm. guess, and we went there with friends and my family, and so I guess it just became like a favourite place, Mm -hmm. so. Dartmoor is definitely up there for me. Mm. Dartmoor is lovely, isn't it? Mm. Right, number nine, who are the special people in your life? Well, my mum and dad. Barney and Bonnie, the Corgi dogs. <laughs> the Corgis. No, we've we've got we've got some close friends, but we don't need to name them because no. that might cause other people to feel left out. Yeah. What about you? Same answer. <laughs> <laughs> what else can I add? Uh, right. What's something that you're proud of? Um. Yeah, proud is a funny word, isn't it? Because some people say, "Oh, you shouldn't say you're proud." But like proudly presenting, did it actually? No, it's good. Yeah, it's good to be proud about some things in in the right way. Um, I'm proud of the book that I've written. I feel that's the, the best piece of work, and some of the films we've produced. Mm, yeah. Hey? Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I'm pr- I'm proud of my footballing career. <laughs> I'm, I'm proud of some goals which I could take up for several podcasts. do a little podcast series on uh, my some wonder strikes back in the day. Talk you through the play running up to the strike and the type of celebration afterwards. Um, you know, yeah, I could talk talk about I could talk <laughs> at length about that. I don't know. This is a funny one. What am I proud of? Um, I don't know. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. It's funny because some of these questions, you I can't imagine them coming imagine out of first date. Imagine asking this on a first date. That would be a strange question to ask. Mm. The, the thing is, some of the things that you're proudest of in that good sense would be things that wouldn't be, you know, just casual chit-chat. Yeah, 
Exactly. Yeah. They but, they would mm-hmm. they would actually be more the things that we've discussed. I'm, I'm imagining. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I'm imagining some of the things you're proudest of, and in, in in that way is. Um, I don't know, related to some of the fertility stuff. Yeah, that would probably definitely be one of them. Probably, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> definitely, maybe. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, that's enough from us today. Yeah. I hope you guys have enjoyed a bit of banter on Friday. Maybe we'll do more of these. If, if um, I kind of hesitate to bother saying this because so many people don't. We have, we have. I'm not just blowing our own trumpet, but there are thousands of people who listen to this podcast every <laughs> Every single week, well, month, a thousand, several thousand listen every month. And um, hardly anybody lets us know what they like. So yeah. if, you, if, you, if you want to, let us know. If, you, if you'd like more of these um, kind of casual, lighthearted Fridays, let us know. We, we originally were going to be doing like book reviews and, and features, our guest feature. Um, we've actually got Elisa Childers coming up next Friday. Have I said her name right? Elisa Childers. Elisa. Elisa yeah. Childers. Some of you will have come across her um, YouTube's, or I think she's she's got a podcast yeah. called simply the Elisa Childers podcast. I think. I wonder how. I'm not sure how how much creative planning that title required, but anyway, we're very pleased that she's joining us because she's written a book about progressive Christianity, which of course is no Christianity at all. Mm. She'll be joining us to talk about that and who who knows what else. So. That's really good. That'll be she... really exciting, yeah. That's next Friday coming up, and we're racing towards Christmas, which means a, a good break. There'll be a, a month probably or, or more of, of breaks from these podcasts. So it'd be good if you would consider supporting what we're doing. I think there is a momentum with, with what we're doing, the combination of these episodes, the guests that we have on, and also the sessions mm-hmm. with Dave. There is a, yeah. you know, there is a, a sense of momentum with it, and... As was proven today, we're often at our beyond our limit in terms of capacity with getting stuff out on time and to the kind of level that we'd be happy with. And it just takes a lot of time. So I don't know. It's again, sometimes I hesitate to say it because it's we we have we have this in our show notes and so on. But please consider supporting the work that we're doing. Um, we did a we did an episode a few months back about I can't remember what it was called, but we just kind of for folk again that's just part of people getting to know us a little bit we're not part of an organization or, or a large ch- we're not part of a church and that's part of our our calling some of you will disagree with with that um but i think that's very that's a very current issue um hmm. that we've spoken and communicated very clearly about actually in terms of conscience conscription and um We'd, we'd, I'd heard someone, uh, it was a Crossway article, wasn't it? That's right, Crossway, who are brilliant in lots of ways, but not so brilliant when it comes to understanding the, 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 the times and seasons we're in. You know, have written a few articles or they've asked certain American pastors to do articles about the so-called churchless generation or the churchless mm. faith or whatever. And I nearly started to write an article and then I, I just decided it wasn't worth it. Well, it is worth it, but there was other things. Um, and I was going to call it um, the crossway of crossway <laughs> because when when you hear folk um, essentially re- reflex, reject the kind of position that I think a lot of people are in, which is that in all good conscience they can't engage with the local congregation where they live. You know, and, and this article 
was essentially saying that if you're not, you, you can't be faithful as a Christian unless you're engaged at local congregation level. Yeah. And it, you know, and it, to be honest, I did, I, I did feel cross. I felt angry at the, um, the short-sighted and spiritual bluntness of that, of guys in positions who will be salaried, leading a church. You know, there'll be some, there'll be some travail in their lives. I'm sure. I ho- well, I hope in one sense there is, um, but. To, from from that place of security is what I'm saying, and I think relative comfort to then basically say that folk who mm. are in a position where they can't engage on a conscience level with their local congregation because such is the widespread nature of unfaithfulness. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just staggers me, you know, and I'm not quite sure how I've got onto this, but it, it's it's relevant in the sense that what we're talking about ultimately is the church... Um, being prepared for his return, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I can't remember what my my linking thought. <laughs> but it, but I, I, well, I, can't, I can't remember what my linking thought was there. I mean, we didn't we didn't speak about that. I didn't write a blog blog article about it in the end because didn't have enough time. But um, <laughs> how have we, how have we got on to that? I'm trying to find honestly, my connection. I, my, honestly, I can tell you. Well, there is a link. There well, is. A, there will be. But what was the link? I'm not. Go- I'm not even going to bother listening back to this because I've lost myself. But um, forgetting the link, quite seriously, that um, the article that I didn't write, the crossway of crossway, it is was to make this point that underneath that level of um, tr- uh, ob- obtuse kind of, I think, genuine judgment, judgmentalism, is this thing of just not not getting not seeing mm, you know yeah. what, what the spirit is saying and and in terms of where the church are going watch the film that we talked about the apostle paul the apostle of christ and so on that was a, a helpful glimpse i think into where mm. the church is going yeah and it's certainly not tantamount to local congregations here no. you know and i don't think edinburgh edinburgh is special there's 300 churches in edinburgh and i remember once after i'd written body zero and someone had said there's 300 churches in edinburgh and they can't find anyone that's suitable. I think the problem is them, you know, that kind of mentality. <laughs> it's like, no, there's something more radical and tectonic yeah. and seismic happening within the church. Think differently. Think differently. And, of course, you, we, we're forced to think differently when certain things happen. Somebody I know got testicular cancer. I've mentioned that in the podcast from Sunday, um, coming up on Sunday. Their whole life, his whole life... Mm is now different isn't it i'm yeah. sure he's thinking about life differently very differently imagine yeah so when the church realized that they've got testicular cancer which actually is quite an apt metaphor in a way mm. you know and talk about needing balls i mean that's probably a bit crass and crude so apologies if that if you find that but you know what i'm saying that the in terms of courage to actually be able to think about the church differently mm. and th- and so i think the re- the tedious link was just that that we had been giving a little bit of um uh, insight into our lives and of course our oh that was the tedious link I've got it <laughs> I'd been saying that in terms of the giving the giving we're not part of an organisation or a church <laughs> okay. so that 10-15 minute uh, digression was because of that 
and it, well, it's interesting because I feel a pressure to do that. The reason that that digression happened there, and because the tedious link was was difficult to find, is because I do feel a pressure. Because when when you're speaking about these things, I'm I'm always hearing in the back of my mind people what people are saying. Exactly. Oh, it's an alarm bell. You're not part of a church. You know Hebrews ten twenty five francs. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's and it's it's seen in its worst form in these types of crossway mm. article. Um, With no nuance or thought or yeah. perspective, yeah. And it's also seen when people are constantly default back to this thing of now I, God's called me to stay and be a positive, mm-hmm. a, a positive influence. No, like I'm, I'm sorry, I, I have very little time for that, you know. And I don't think there's enough time for it. Yeah. <laughs> Generally, I'm not just saying from a personal point of view. Is there anything else? So. We started off with light-hearted um, ten <laughs> no, questions, and, and now it's uh, and now we've gone morphed. It's, it's, it's gone to, but this is the thing: you don't switch. You can't just switch some of these realities off, can you? Mm, no. You don't get to the end of a Friday and go right end of end of working week. Flick the switch off, feet up, put a film on, and forget about the fact that the church is unfaithful. Mm. It doesn't work like that. Of course, he wants us to enter into Sabbath rest and so on. Um, but even then, there is this transcendent reality that he's coming. And there is great joy in that, of course. But um, anyway, should we pray? Yeah. Father, we just thank you today. We thank you for this day and we thank you for your presence with us. And, um, Lord, there's so many, just like Nick is saying, there's so many things that we, we feel about your, your church, about your people, Lord. And as we talk about them and as we think about this, Lord, I pray that you would really teach us as your people to hear your voice in the midst of everything that is going on. And Lord, we ask this continually, but we ask again. We just pray for your wisdom and discernment in the days that we're living in and through all these different things that are happening as we look out in society, Lord. And we remember that you are fully in charge, that you are completely sovereign and that you know all things that are happening. And Lord, help us to be people that rely on you more and and trust you more in all these things, Jesus. And we ask in your name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode. You trusted it's been a blessing. If you want to help us take these media podcasts and videos and so forth into a new level of production, please do consider going to our Patreon page. You can find that link in the show notes and consider becoming one of our supporters. We'd be grateful. Until next week, let's keep praying. Maranatha, come, Lord Jesus. Jesus.